0: So God has made space for your Rehoboth to come to pass. Somebody say Rehoboth.
1: God has made room for all of us. Can we take it back to the 80s a
2: little bit, everybody? Good evening, good evening. Once again, this is... Rehoboth Ministries and our awesome, 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 we call it our Fireside Chat Podcast. And as usual, I have some anointed people along here with me this afternoon, and I need those evangelists and first ladies and code this and all of you guys to introduce yourselves. So <laughs> you say, say hello. Go ahead.
1: Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, listening audience. This is First Lady Alicia. I'm so glad to be here on today for this fireside chat. Excited, excited, excited about the words of God and the things that I'm learning and talking about and discussing with this fireside chat. I'm so excited to be here with you, you guys, you guys on today. So just. Buckle up your seatbelts and get ready for the ride because we're going to have a good time on today.
0: Good evening. I'm Evangelist Shelly Garvin. I'm excited about this fireside chat because it's just so much in the word of God that we learn every day that I just can't wait to, to hear more and more about God. And I hope that you are as excited as we are to just share in the word. As you learn and we're learning too, I just can't wait for more. And the more you get into it, the more you want to learn about the word of God and God and this walk Mm -hmm. that we have.
1: Good evening. I am missionary Savetta Garvin, and I am excited about being here tonight. Let us all draw near to this fire this fire is going to burn. It's going to hurt. It's going to be in up, But at the end, you're going to be filled with something great. So I'm looking forward to awesome, tonight. Awesome. Good evening, sisters and brothers. This is Evangelist Angie. And I'm also excited to be here tonight to talk about a wonderful topic. And, you know, we always get encouragement from the word of God. So let us dive in and get ready to get your pen, your pencils and your mind set to hear what the spirit has to say to us, the church.
2: Awesome, awesome. We thank God and we praise God for all of you coming this afternoon. And we call it Fireside Chat because everybody brought their own fire with them. And anytime the Bible says you get two or three of us gathered together, together. Yes. that somehow God shows up in the, in the midst, midst. of us. Yes. And we midst. get excited about him and about everything that he is doing. One of the most recent episodes that we went through spoke about really, in I believe, in a snippet of salvation and what it really means to be saved. And that is a really in depth topic that we really, I don't believe, is, I believe, really is inexhaustible. Yes. That Mm -hmm. you could never really exhaust all of the information and the knowledge of salvation in the Bible. Now, first thing we must understand about it, salvation is a term that is in both the Old and the New Testament. And when we see the word salvation, somehow we don't really connect it with being saved. But it's the same really understanding as well as terminology, because in the Bible, the Bible says, and just in the book of Exodus, that God delivered or he, he, they saw the experience of salvation of God from their enemies. And that was actually a physical deliverance. So now when we become saved, it is still the same terminology. It is salvation. But in effect, we are being delivered from also our enemy. And the enemy that we all have in common is the devil. And the Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of wickedness and high places and darkness. And all of these things that we're fighting against is... From the enemy. So when we become saved, we are delivered from control, delivered from bondage, delivered from the powers and the forces of the enemy. That's why Jesus died on the cross for us as the sacrificial lamb, the one sacrifice that God the Heavenly Father accepted as the final offering for all the sins of the whole world. So when he died, Amen, he took the curses and gave us his blessings, and I am saved, or I am delivered, or I am, as the Bible says, made free. That's what yeah. salvation means. And just, you know, I'm just talking real quickly before we get into this. John, the eighth chapter says, he that believeth excuse me John the seventh chapter said, he that believeth on me seven thirty five and thirty six as the scripture hath said, you must believe as the scripture hath said, you cannot believe any other way, he that believeth on me." As the scripture has said. What did the scripture say? The scripture said, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and God raised him from the dead, then thou art saved according to the scripture. Salvation is not according to man, but is only according to the scripture. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, then he says in the eighth chapter, who the son has made free, is free indeed. And that's one of my pet peeves or one of my soapboxes is that if people want to say that I'm still I'm saved, but I'm still bound. You can't be bound and delivered okay. at the same time. That's right. <laughs> so you either delivered or you're not. Uh, you, do y'all understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, i I put it in even more layman's terms than that. Either you are in the promised land, or you're in Egypt. You can't be in Egypt and in the promised land at the same time. <laughs> and we know what happened in Egypt. We know what happened in Egypt. In they were in bondage. So, you know, that's just one of the pet peeves that I, that I really, uh, sometimes it bothers me that people actually think that I'm, I've been delivered. Jesus died on the cross and, and I'm still bound. No, you have temptations that you yield to. Yes. Nobody is exempt from being tempted, mm-hmm. amen, but you have been delivered, amen. In effect, if you say you're not, then the, the work that was done on the cross was pointless, so you can't do that. But now that you're saved, I want I wanted to go over a scripture with you, and we're just gonna we're gonna roll with these these scriptures here. Turn with me to the sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Because I want to make a, a, a simplistic emphasis here in the sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews, and I want you to turn with me. verse number 7 and we'll read some scriptures here listen what verse number 7 says it says for the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it and bringeth forth herbs meat for them by whom it is dressed it says the earth receiveth what does it say blessings from god So here the Apostle Paul, which many people, many Bible scholars accept that the Apostle Paul wrote this scripture. He is describing the earth which has been dressed, receiving blessings from God. But then he digresses in verse number eight. And he says, but that which beareth thorns and briars Mm -hmm. is what? Rejected. Rejected. And nigh unto cursings whose end... Is to be burned. Mm -hmm. So we have, amen, a bifid argument here. One side, God is blessing. On the other side, God is doing what? Cursing. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand, as saints of God, God's actions are dependent upon what you do. Mm -hmm. So if you're living contrary to God, you can be. Are not blessed, and, and that's that's the simplest, uh, most succinct way of describing this. But this is what I wanted to focus on in verse number nine. He says, "But beloved, we are persuaded." Listen what it says: better things of you, saints, believers. Now that I'm saved. He said, I'm persuaded. What did he say? Better things of you. And here is, I want you to underline this. And those that are listening, I want you to focus on this. He says, there are things that accompany salvation. So in other words, now that I'm saved, if you truly are saved, there there are some things that go along with salvation because you cannot say that I have been delivered or I have been saved or I have been brought out and remain in the same course of actions that you had before, then either you haven't really been saved or you don't know what salvation is, but there always is things that accompany salvation. And when you look and understand that, then you say to yourself, I cannot do the things that I used to do and say that I am a new creature in Christ because when something has been made new, it cannot act and it cannot remain old. And see, that's what's missing in my opinion from the teachings of churches. The Bible says second Corinthians five and fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, 15, 16 and 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature in Christ means that you have been delivered in him. Then you are new. Then there must be things that accompany salvation go along with And that's where I I really want to place an emphasis today that when you are in Christ, when you are new, when you have accepted Jesus Christ, not just saying believing with your word. When I looked at the transliteration in Hebrew, believe means to believe upon. And it means that there are some actions that go along with that accompany your newfound faith. That when you're saved, when you're saying, I really believe, then there's some actions. I can't say even right now, let me just make this even, even simpler. I can't say right now that I believe my wife loves me unless I see some evidence that she loves me. She can say I believe all, all day long, but if there's no actions, why would I believe it? And we use the same thing. We say this about God. I, I love you, God. You're my God. And, and you're doing the same thing. Well, the problem is, is that you really have you really changed? Is that's the question that we have to ask, you know? So he's talking about the things that accompany salvation. What do you guys think? There's some things that accompany salvation. What are some things? See, they're very, very quiet.
1: <laughs> Your attitude would change. Mm-hmm. The way that you would talk. The way that you even think. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because now you, you said you, you put away the old things and now all things have become new. That means your mindset, mm-hmm. your behavior. I mean, just your everything's supposed to change. Right. Taking on the likeness of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that that's just a part of it.
2: Awesome. Anybody else?
0: So if I'm if I'm saved and in. My mind is renewed and my actions are different. What if I commit a sin and I know that it's a sin? Am I still saved?
2: Awesome question. The question is, is your mind has been renewed and if you commit a sin and the question to that is, did you willfully commit the sin? Was it a sin of omission? Was it a sin that you didn't know about? Because we sin sins that we don't know about. Was it a sin that you just said, I don't care, I'm going to do it? And if you willfully committed that sin, then you're not where you need to be in Christ. Mm -hmm. People that are changed don't do things contrary to kingdom principles. You do not do things contrary to what God has. If he planted something new in you, if you're new, you don't go out and shoot up. Uh, schools or you know for lack of better terms you don't go out and commit some heinous act because you said I believe God is going to know that's not godly actions that are God led or God driven or spirit driven only cause to uphold or support the kingdom of God now there are mistakes that you can make not knowing that it's a mistake but you don't willfully do anything Now, since you said that, you asked that question, let's go to the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Verse number 26 is what I want to speak with you about. Hebrews 10 and 26 now, before we go to 26, I'm going to stop at 25. He says, not forsaking, this is, the, this is one of the, part of the answer to the question that was given to me, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Now, why would he say that right before he said verse 26? Because when you assemble together, it strengthens you. It increases your knowledge of righteousness Because you can say I'm saved and your knowledge hasn't changed of righteousness, what's right and wrong, through a Bible-based teaching. And you could do some things thinking that, hey, it's okay. Now, that's different. When you don't know or unaware, God doesn't hold you accountable for it. So he says that we need to assemble together together. For information, for strength, for the presence of God to be with us also. He says, Not forsaking the symbol of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Now here's the second part of the answer. But what does it say? Exhorting, Exhorting one another. So part of your strength and growth as a Christian is my sister, and my brother's gonna say, Hey, hang on in there. You can make it. It's gonna be all right. Don't do this and don't do that. Call me if you need me. I'm going to check on you. I hadn't seen you in a while. The part of growth involves church ministry. Mm-hmm. And see, that's, that's where people, you know, in my opinion, they think that I can be saved through the Internet. And you can't. You know, And I'm not criticizing the Internet, but what I'm saying is, is that the Bible is clear. You need to assemble together. It's okay to watch videos. It's okay to get a word. And you know how people say that word was for me. Well, the church is for you as well. (laughs) So you need to go to the church and assemble for strength from your sisters and your brothers. You cannot get what you need just by social media. So he's saying to them, one, you need to assemble together. And when you assemble together, your sister and your brother is going to exhort you. Because, and it says, and so much the the more as you see the day approaching, mm-hmm. we see, and I've seen it all my life, that the day that Christ is coming back is getting closer and closer. And if you don't know it now, you've been somewhere in a hole or in a cave living for the last two years. But right now, then he says, after he said, I need you to get together. I need you to stay together. I need you to encourage each other. I need you to get strength from each other. He said, Now, for if we sin willfully, verse 26, what does it say? After that we have received the knowledge of the truth. Where did you receive the knowledge of the truth? Somebody say, In the church. that's the purpose of assembling together is that you need to get more knowledge is more than just the feeling is learning as a constant understanding if you sin willfully after that you have received the knowledge of the truth then the apostle paul says there remaineth no more sacrifice for your sins that means the assurance that you have under the blood is no more because this is what the scripture said. You willfully did it. Now, I don't want to discourage anybody um, from not going to church or anything. I still want you to go to church. I want you to love God. But most importantly, what I want someone to do that may be listening, if you know it's wrong, don't do it. Simple. Point blank. It's not rocket science. Don't do it. Why would you tempt God? Why would you? You know, that's like the child. Daddy said, don't go in the kitchen and eat the cookies. But the cookies look so good.
1: (laughs) Even even in in a more simple um, Mm -hmm. way, like you were saying, now that you 've accepted Christ and he's my father i when the when the enemy brings things to you temptations, and he wants you to sin i don 't want to disappoint my Father, my mm-hmm. heavenly Father, and so I believe that you know the Holy Spirit will let you know listen, this is not something um you don't need to do this, you know what I'm saying God just won't put you out there he won't give you a keeper he won't he won't allow you not to know that it's, 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 it's right or wrong. You're going to know. Something's going to tell you, listen, I, I don't think I should be doing this. The thing is, do you want to listen and take heed to the voice of God telling you, listen, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to do it because I don't want to disappoint my Heavenly Father. You Amen. Know what I'm saying? Amen. Now that he's my Lord, he's my Savior, he's my everything, I don't want to disappoint him. I want to, I want to be that light that he's called, called me to be. Um, and a lot of times another thing when it's saying um, "Forsake not to assemble ourselves together," because there is unity and strength in being amongst your brothers and your sisters. So and the enemy would try. it's a tactic. he tries to separate you so he can get into your mind and make you feel like you're alone, you can't do it, nobody loves you, you're worthless. I don't care who you are, how long you have been saved. The enemy will still try to get into your mind and make you feel that you are not you're worthless. Nobody loves you. God is not with you. And sometimes the enemy will have somebody say to you, you're not even saved. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If as long as you know that you know that you know that you know that God has saved you, he's within you, you say, no enemy, uh-uh, no Satan, get behind me, Satan. If he tempted Jesus, he is going to tempt us. And that's why it's important for us to assemble ourselves together because there's unity and there's strength amongst believers. And it's important that you watch who you assemble yourselves with with and to who you connect yourself with. And that's the reason why I'm glad that pastor says it's important that you get in a Bible based ministry Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're under a pastor that is preaching and teaching the word of God and giving you the knowledge and the understanding of the word of God so that we can go out and live a better life and also do what God has called us to do. We are called to be the light. We're called to minister and bring others to Christ. So we have to be equipped to go out and do what God has called us to do. So it is important for us to be in a Bible-based church. It's okay to feel good and jump and shout when the music is going. But guess what? What are you living? Amen. What word? After the music stopped. Amen. Are you applying the word to your life? And it's important that you read your word and you get a hunger and a thirst for the word and for more of God and to get to know him on a more intimate level. I hear we said several times, I've been in church all my life. And this is me talking. Yes, I have been in church all my life. Yes, I was raised in church. Yes, I'm a pastor's kid. But guess what? I was in the church, but church was not in me. And so now that I have that hunger and thirst, now it's like light bulb. You know, things are going on in church. It's like, Wow. Man, it's amazing. God is really so good. You know what? Now I really understand what the word is saying. Now I -hmm. really want more of this. Now I really want more stronger relationship with God because now I'm in him and he's in me. And I want to get to know him even the more. Amen.
2: There's one point that I wanted to bring out um, that we talked about previously. I want you to look with me to the verse number 36 in the same chapter. As we end this uh, fireside chat. Verse 35 and 36. Verse 35. And, and this is what I want to say to everyone that's listening. Verse 35. What does it say? He says, cast not away. Therefore. Your confidence.
1: Confidence.
2: That no matter who speaks against what you know. It could be the one sleeping in the bed with you, but don't you let anyone Mm. take your confidence Mm -hmm. away. I know who I am. I know whose Mm. I am. I know what God did in my life. And if you would just bear with me for a moment, ain't no devil in hell. (laughs) That's going to cause me to think that I'm not who God made me to be. Hallelujah. I am a child of God. I have been bought with the price and I don't care what anybody says. Contrary to what I, let me read the scripture again. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. But then, this is the scripture that I wanted to get to you in verse 36. We talked about this a little time, a little before. He said, But in all of this, he said, For you have need, saints, of patience. God is doing something, but you got to wait on God. Don't lose your confidence in it, but sit right there in confidence. 1 John 5 and 14. And we know we have this confidence in him. If we ask anything, according to his will, we know I got confidence. I know my daddy heard what I said. I might not go to McDonald's today, but I know daddy heard it. Amen. And whenever he, (laughs) whenever he take me, I know I'm going to go because I know he heard me. But you have need of patience that after you have done, what does it say? The will of God. Not before, not during, not I'm going to, not what had happened was, not last week, it called me on the job, no, after you had done the will of God, he said, now you might receive the promise. Now, I feel like preaching, and it's not a preaching time, but somebody say After. <laughs> god amen
0: and to point out that when we walk in god there is no um big eyes or little use that in god's eye we're all the same i think sometimes people look at um the minister as you know having more than what they have as far as walking with god and i'm not saying that The pastor is still the leader and you still have to respect that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying sometimes people place so many emphasis on the man or woman of God that they forget that God is still concerned about the will that he has for Their lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that's important, even though you've been you're saved and you're in the body of Christ, your part in it is just as important Mm -hmm. as the pastor's part. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're supposed to pray for our leaders and lift them up. But remember, you have an assignment as well. And I just wanted to point that out Mm -hmm. because that's important.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Matter of fact, these last few scriptures here, we're going to leave leave with these two scriptures here. And, and I know I'm over time um, but uh, y'all pray for the preacher <laughs> but he says and we talked about this confidence now don't cast away the confidence but he said you have need of patience verse 37 for yet a little while, a little while. we don't know what a little while is but he said for yet a little while and he that shall come What does he say? Will come. When is he coming? In a little while. (laughs) He's not going to tarry. He's not going to wait. He's going to come in his season. And then the apostle Paul says in verse 38, this is the part I want to shout about. Now the just shall live. How are we going to live? By faith. My life is by faith. The way I act is by faith. The promises that he's given to me is by faith. The waiting is by the faith. The confidence that I have in him is by faith. The trust that I have in him is by faith. The belief that I have in him is by faith. The, the, the prospected healing that I'm going to receive is by faith. I am and I alone am living by faith. He said, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in the ones that draw back. Uh, I believe it's Luke, the ninth chapter says any man that put his hand to the gospel plow and look back is not fit for the kingdom of God. You cannot look back. Oh, the, the fire is burning. We're having a chat, but it's some fire all around this table. He said, But we are not of them who draw back on the perdition, verse 39. But we are of them that believe to what does it say? The saving of the soul. I thank God that I believe to the saving we are saved by grace through faith we believe in the blessed hope which is the rapture of the church of God at his return he's coming back for my soul wrapped in this old glorified body that he's going to change in the moment in the twinkling of an eye but don't lose your confidence oh God in the name of Jesus we are thankful we, uh, we're burning the fire y'all it's a fireside chat And we encourage you to accompany us at our next episode. We don't know what God is going to lay on our heart, but I know it's going to come from God. And we thank you, all of you listeners, amen, for listening. And visit Rehoboth Ministries. Our services are every Sunday at 1030, every Wednesday night at 730. May God bless you and heaven smile on you. Rehoboth, God has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. Good night.